You're listening to Allied Health Podcast, talking all things Allied Health with your hosts, Danielle Whedon, physiotherapist, and Claire Jones, occupational therapist. Today's episode is brought to you by Bloom Healthcare, a progressive client-centric provider of choice that exists to improve the lives of those with disability, providing expert allied health services to participants across the lifespan throughout Australia. Today, we are joined by Sam Smith, Managing Director of Bloom Healthcare and Sardna Gowden, National Clinical Manager, Psychology at Bloom Healthcare. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Uh, Sam, we've known you for a long time now. Initially, when you were an exercise physiologist moving into the Oc Rehab sector, and then you moved to Tassie and then back up to Melbourne, establishing an Oc Rehab um, service for a national provider, and more recently establishing Bloom Healthcare. Can you tell us a bit about your career to date as well as Bloom Healthcare's mission and vision? Yeah, sure. And uh, Danielle, we have we have known each other for a long time. You recruited me for two roles, which is um, which is great. Um, yeah, rightly, I'm an exercise physiologist. So I was um, schooled at Deakin University in Melbourne. Um, lived in both Melbourne and Tasmania. Now based up in Brisbane. Um, and I guess the, the, the major vision for the business um, being Bloom Healthcare is that of delivering better healthcare to a very vulnerable population. Um, there is a lot of variability of service out there at the moment, which no doubt we'll speak about a little bit later. But um, I guess the, the, the goal is to set a framework and structure that delivers healthcare, um, hopefully in a better way. Now, Sadna, you're a generalist psychologist with an educational and development psych background, and you began working in the NDA space over three years ago, and you now head up psychological services for Bloom nationally. Can you tell us a bit about the role of psychology in the NDIS? Mm, yes, absolutely. So psychologists in our industry are employed to work with clients who present with a psychosocial disability, um, meaning arising from mental health conditions. And, and so the NDIS, it sits alongside the general health system. And in that sense, the stance is that your clinical mental health, including acute care, rehab, um, community care and recovery, is, is the role of the mainstream services. And so our role is focused on what we call capacity building for daily living um, as opposed to stabilising or managing mental illness. So that's it's quite an interesting distinction there. Um, I recall when I was completing my education, NDIS was really just a uh, footnote in one tutorial that I had along the way. Um, and we, you know, we've never really spent a lot of time exploring what psychology looks like within that space. And, and I'm still seeing a little bit of that in the psych community today. There's still that, um, you know, quite a limited awareness of, of what our role in this space is. Um, and, and so for us, it's really about focusing on more tangible goals as opposed to a, a general reduction of symptomology. So to put that into context, that might be, um, I want to feel less depressed versus I want to start doing the things, um, you know, hobbies, um, leisure activities that I used to enjoy um, that I don't do anymore because of my depression. Um, Sam, you, uh, the NDIS, why do you believe, we've talked about it before, but why do you believe it to be a world-class scheme? Um, it's not really what I believe. It, it very much is a world-class 
um, scheme. There, there's no uh, other scheme like it in the entire world. Um, and unfortunately, it's a bit of a, a bad rap in terms of misappropriation of public funds and um, and and so on. But at its core, the intent of the NDIS, I'm obviously not a policymaker, but uh, what I think the intent of the NDIS is, um, is to provide um, people with disability access to services that they otherwise wouldn't have access to, whether that be allied health, provision of equipment, support service and so on, and the fact that it's fully funded, um, it then extends beyond the boundaries of uh, those that are financially capable of paying for it. So, um, again, it's not what I believe. It truly is a world-class system, and I think that's something that's not spoken about enough. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Sam. I um, have an uncle who's on an NDIS plan um, and his quality of life has improved tenfold um, since the introduction of the NDIS, since he, he since he went on to an NDIS plan. Um, and functionally, he has gained so many, so much from, from the input from the NDIS scheme. Yeah. Absolutely. I think one of the things we were talking about before as well is that um, as uh, health professionals, we obviously get to see some of the goals that are achieved, like when we drop off a piece of uh, equipment and you see a smile on someone's face or um, a child speaks their first words as a result of speech pathology input, all these little things that we see day in, day out that um, probably aren't as visible to most as they are to us. Uh, um, yeah, again, one of the reasons why it truly is a a world-class scheme and, and something that, um, yeah, people with disability can can benefit from. Mm-hmm. Now, Sadna, we'd love you to give our listeners some more information around the scope of psychology in the NDIS, specifically the disability types and the services available. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So, um, again, if we think about that term psychosocial, Disability, it's extremely broad and that, in a nutshell, I think best describes our scope. It is um, genuinely very broad. And, and so the typical types of presentations that, that we would work with can include, um, you know, bipolar, schizophrenia, a range of personality disorders, autism, ADHD, um, brain injury, intellectual disability and, and much more. Um, and, and we support participants across the lifespan and, and also work with their families and care teams to build their capacity for daily living. Um, we support our participants across a variety of contexts as well. So you'll find that some providers, much like us at Bloom Healthcare, are actually community-based, which means that we come out to you wherever you might be in, in the community that's sort of clinically relevant to the goals that you're wanting to work on. Um, and so, you know, I've got clinicians on my team who would do sessions in um, day programs, employment locations, um, you know, prisons, in people's homes. And, and so what we do in terms of the service provision is multifaceted in that we would work um, offering one-on-one sessions with people. Um, we could be conducting psychological functional capacity assessments and delivering reports, um, as well as, as I mentioned before, working with that wider care team. What yeah. size is your team, Sadna? How many psychs have you got across Australia at the moment? Mm, gosh, I'd have to say we are looking at about 20 psychologists nationally at the moment. Very sizable for a psychology team. Absolutely. And it's a really exciting time for us. 
So now we get a lot of inquiries from provisional psychologists. Can you tell us how a career in the NDIS can be a great pathway to gaining general registration and meeting all of the provisional site requirements? Mm, yes, absolutely. Um, look, I, I definitely um, get a lot of inquiries personally about that myself and, and just in terms of, you know, my exposure in interviewing provisional psychologists, a lot of what I hear is you know, when I'm asking that, what brings you here question, a lot of them will say, I love what I do, but I just need more experience, more exposure um, to meet, you know, the requirements of my internship. And and so many provisional psychologists will come from other roles in mainstream areas and tell me, look, I've met anxiety, depression and stress, but not myself. Um, so in order to become fully registered psychologist, we actually need to sufficiently develop competency across eight areas, right? And that's, that's, quite, that's quite a lot. And so really the motivation becomes this desire to get as much exposure as possible um, and, 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 you know, in the most supported way so that you feel as prepared as you can for when your training wheels actually come off um, on the other end. And, and that can be hard to do. Um, and so I see a lot of people feeling the need to sort of go outside of their role or maybe take on a couple of roles to fill all the gaps um, in order to do that. And when we look at the NDIS, it really can be described as a one-stop shop, I would say, which I think we were talking about a, a little earlier. Um, and, and so you really can feel all of the day by sheer virtue of just working in the space um, because, you know, our provisional psychologists are supported to deliver intervention. Yes, absolutely. And you'll get that with, with you know, any sector that you work in. Um, but because we aren't providing so-called treatment for symptom reduction, um, but are rather building capacity using frameworks, um, we also get to practice in this really holistic way. And so provisional sites are able to spend a lot of time exploring multiple frameworks, toying around with that uh, in their practice. Um, and, and they also get exposure to working with care teams, which helps them build that competency um, for managing professional relationships uh, in multidisciplinary practice. Um, and I find that when, you know, working with within a multidisciplinary environment, it really does strengthen your knowledge of your own discipline in this unique way because you start to understand um, how, you know, your discipline interacts with others um, or specialisations even within your own discipline too. Um, and, and, you know, it, it, the NDIS space also positions us to engage in regular research and intervention um, because it is actually an insurance scheme. So we rely heavily on the data we collect through psychometric tools. And um, my personal observation has been that the graduates I see coming through internships in the NDIS space hold a stronger grasp of a wider range of assessment tools. Um, and I think we, you know, we sort of touched on this just before um, when Sam was talking about the, the NDIS space and, and the scheme, um, and the diversity that, that, you know, comes through that in reducing the barriers to access of healthcare is that our clientele is so incredibly diverse and you really don't have to lift a finger to, you know, source the opportunity work across the lifespan and, and with various cultures and, and minority groups. Um, so, you know, looking at that and looking at the way in which NDIS work can interact with structures like, you know, the education department, schools, justice welfare systems, mainstream healthcare services, it really does develop a strong sense of being able to navigate 
intersections with sense of confidence. Um, so, you know, you really are able to, to develop across those eight without having to go anywhere else or, or take on a lot of that personal responsibility to go out and find it. Yeah. And it's just got that real functional focus. Mm. Gardener, like you're out in the community. It's not just clinic-based work. There's huge value in clinic-based work, but you're out in the community as well. You know, as you said, working with clients across um, a wide spectrum um, in terms of, um, you know, demographic. You've got the research component. Um, yeah. mm. It does offer you such a broad experience, doesn't it? It does. I think it really does. And, and look, something I, I didn't sort of mention, um, not sure if I mentioned earlier as well, is that I think it offers a it offers something unique in terms of a philosophical lens that that we might apply to your to your practice as well. So myself coming from an Ed and Dev background, um, you know, positive psychology is is something that I sort of bring with me everywhere I go. That's the lens through which I practice and lead my team. And so, you know, as you said, Claire, when you're when you're focusing on function and you're focusing on those tangible goals you're really able to move away from that like pathology-focused view, you know, struggle to get that word out, but we got yeah. there in the end, um, the pathology-focused view, and we're focusing more on, on building something, you know, that, that more positive psychology empowerment focus. So I think that that's something that a lot of people might not know is, is something that's available to you in the NDIS space. Yeah. And then you're working in that multidisciplinary team where that's, that's you know, we, we're working on um, client-centred goals that revolve around building skills. Absolutely, absolutely. Not curing a diagnosis but actually building skills and building a, a, a fuller life. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, that's a beautiful thing coming into it from the perspective of the clinician. You know, I'm not here to cure this. I'm, I'm here to build something. I'm here to help you build something. And then from the client perspective, um, in my experience, having worked across multiple other sectors, you know, that's also a beautiful thing to be able to communicate and work with, um, you know, in collaboration with your clients. It's not, I'm here to reduce these things that you have. It's, I'm here to help you build something yeah. with, with what you've got, with these, with these natural abilities that you have. Yeah, and focusing on the ability, not the disability. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, that's a real tiny snippet of psychological services in the NDIS. Uh, it's a huge area and scope of practice. How can any provisional psychs or psychs get in touch with you guys at Bloom Healthcare? Beautiful. Of course. So if you're interested in what we do and you would like to know more about us, you can find us at bloom-healthcare.com.au. Um, or you can find us on LinkedIn as well at Boom Healthcare. Excellent. Thanks for the time to chat today, both of you. Thank you so Thanks, much guys. for us. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Allied Health Podcast. In the show's notes, you'll find links to our free recruitment resources, job opportunities and healthcare marketplace insights. To listen to new episodes, please subscribe via Apple, Google, or wherever you find your favourite podcasts. And if you've enjoyed the show, please give it a five-star rating and review, and be sure to tell your therapy colleagues and friends to tune in.